You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Rose? Yeah, yes, Charlie. Oh, okay, you'd say that I'm a fairly decently moderate, okay, mediocre reader, right? Yeah, you're, you're all right, yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm staring at these cards, you know, doing a little, mm-hmm. little something for myself, and it just, it's nothing. Bupkis. Not a thing. Not a, not a past, not a present, and certainly no future. I can't, it, it makes no sense. Okay, did you not see the new book that's coming out? There's a new did book you coming not? out? Yeah! Oh my goodness, have you not seen it? Oh gosh! Oh, no. Um, so you do realize we're going to talk to Courtney Weber tonight, right? Well, I mean, of and all she... the coincidences, that seems the most well, unlikely. And, well, we are. And she wrote a book about tarot for one, dude. Oh, well, well we better bring her on the so show. So maybe we can. Exactly. And then maybe have her look at the cards us... so she can read my reading for myself for me, right? That's the plan, right? No, honey. Oh, okay. But all right. She'll be able to help us get better at reading for ourselves, I think. So let's let's go. Let's go chat with her. Hello, Courtney. Hi, guys. How's it going? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. I've missed you guys terribly. Oh, That's right because on. you haven't been listening, have you? <laughs> no, of course. It's, it's been of so good. Have. We haven't talked to you I since have. your book on Bridget came out. I know. So it's been a, a little over a year, I guess. Ah, we're all wiser so, over here, you know. Yes. More worldly. It's been a year, and you put out another book. I did. <laughs> So, so what, what led to this new book and, and it's tarot for one, correct? Yes. It was interesting when I first, when I, I first uh, pitched the idea for this book back when I pitched the idea for Bridget, I pitched both of them to Wiser and because I had already had a substantial amount of work on Bridget done, that's, that's the one that I, I moved forward with. And interestingly enough, my, my former editor came back and asked me about it. She said, you know, I think I'm still interested in that tarot for one idea and the, the idea, though, for Tarot for One started way before that. I've been teaching Tarot for about 10 years in, in, here in New York City and different parts of the country. And one of the uh, biggest challenges that my students have faced was how to read for themselves. They, many of them could read beautifully for other people. They understood the cards. They had gorgeous interpretations of different readings. But when it came to approaching the Tarot with their own questions and being both the seeker and the oracle, there was a block and I've struggled through that block myself and I still do. It's not something that goes away. It's something that you work with. It's being objective with the cards because we have, we come to the tarot with our own desires and our fears. And so we're looking at the cards and sometimes we're seeing a reflection of those desires and those fears. And we don't always know if we're seeing what we want to see or if we're seeing our worst case scenario or if we're actually getting the true message from the tarot. So working with the tarot over the years, I found some very helpful techniques that I share in this book on how to get, how to work through those objective blocks and how to get the clear voice of the tarot. And um, I was talking with someone earlier about how if you're going to read the tarot, you can't just if you want to read for others, you also need to be able to read for yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to be gained from understanding the tarot when you when you really get into it um, for yourself that you're not going to get just by reading from a book and you're not going to get just from reading for other people. 
And so, yeah, so a lot of these exercises have been um, well-worn, well-used, and um, I hope people will find them helpful in their own work. It's interesting. I mean, for a long time, people have been saying, as you mentioned, that they just can't read for themselves. It's sort of this adage to the point that it's actually become one of the tarot myths, right? That the cards don't work in that way, that people aren't able, like if they don't have like the power to read from themselves. What do you think are, without, you know, giving away the secret sauce from your book, what do you think are some of the things in people's minds that keep them blocked in that way? I liken it to looking in a mirror. The mirror's role is not to criticize our appearance. The mirror is just simply to give you a reflection of what you look like in the moment, what colors look nice on you, if you have cat hair on your clothes, if you have kale in your teeth. And But when we approach the mirror, we often approach it with um, our own projections. Either we're only focused on the things that we don't like about the way we look, or we are only focused on the things that we do like about the way that we look, and we're not seeing some of the objective um, things the mirror wants to tell us about, you know, what colors really enhance the features we want to show off, or if there are things that we probably want to adjust before we head out the door. And so... Um, I think that some of the exercises that I provide in here help us set aside those kind of projections, the projections that that we're only seeing what we want to see or that we're only seeing what we're afraid to see. And that's, that's, um, and so there's some of the exercises that I have in here are really about owning what your projections are and not trying to constantly push them aside, but that actually working with your projections can help you get through to your true message within the tarot. And that was one of the exercises that I had the most fun designing and then had people in my classes have come up with the most interesting spreads. You don't have to fight your projections all the time, but use them as a tool to get to what the tarot is really trying to tell you. So then I'm going to ask, can we get a taste of one? Get a taste of one? Oh my goodness. So I'm going to, so let me see. So how should we do this? Should I do a reading for myself or should I just read from the book? What makes the most sense? Um, <clears throat> I guess we can, uh, so the reader can imagine themselves staring down. They've asked a question and maybe the question is, how do I fix this conflict I'm having? And the cards that come up, they look at them and they just, I feel like often when I'm having this kind of a problem for myself, it just seems like blank, uh, like for me, I look at the cards and I'm like, but that, how, how would that be? You know, how could the page of cups be the past situation? You know, does, does that make sense? Am I speaking it the crazy? It absolutely makes sense. No, you're not speaking crazy. What I would suggest then is that the card that, that before even getting to that space where you're trying to read for yourself, but the first, the tarot, the first the person work through the book a little bit to allow the tarot to understand their own association so for so for example one of the oh, happened to open to the page of cups so this person Ooh. is looking at um the page of cups and they say how can this be the past situation so they might work with this exercise that i have in here in which we design divine our own personal court characters so what the person does is list 16 people from their past and then they randomly assign each a tarot card to each person. So, for example, um, what did this person come in the, my example? Um, so, it, in my example here, the the um, Julie who helped me do this exercise, she um, pulled the page of cups to represent um, a college intern who assisted her on her first job. 
So what she did was make notes of what was this, what do I remember about this assistant? This, this assistant was really willing to help. Um, this assistant was a little naive and this assistant um, was someone who had great potential, but ultimately left the company a little sooner than I hoped that they would. And so the, for her, the page of cups was willingness and openness and naivete and also stopping short before something really came through to full fruition. So in, in your case, Charlie, if you had, if, if this were say you had those same associations for the page of cups or something similar, then you might look at the past and say, okay, the root of this problem is that I stopped short of the potential hmm. or I was being naive. So it, the one of the major goals of this book is allowing the tarot to understand your associations more so than just you simply going in and memorizing what the card means. Now I do I do include a lot of traditional meanings for the different cards just to give people something to go on and also to help them deepen their understanding, but the real goal here is to get the tarot to understand their associations so that then when they approach that page of cups they can draw from those associations. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because it's, it's very easy to, when you're reading for yourself, you kind of almost imagine which card should be in the past situation. You know, let's say mm -hmm. like if it's about a conflict, um, the first thing I, I go to isn't, oh, I'm, you know, maybe I was naive. It's usually like, oh, the other person, you know, what, how did mm -hmm. they start this? And I think that that technique that you've illustrated kind of helps you unpack that. And to your earlier point, it's not a, you mentioned about the mirror and judgment. Um, cause I think people go, too often the pendulum swings all the way the other way, you know, too quickly. And it becomes like a, a place of like extreme self-judgment. So I like this technique where it's sort of, it's um, stepping away from the, the reading and, you know, making it about the people you know in your past and assigning mm -hmm. that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also just like you said, cause you're, 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 there's also the question, well, is this card about me or is this card about someone else? Well, I include in, in the book, a list of, of associations with other cards. So for example, um, you could pull, you'd say, I'm not sure if this page of cups represents me or someone else. So I'm going to draw from the major arcana to help illustrate it. So for example, they pull the magician next to the page of cups and it says, yes, this person represents you. And, but then if they pulled something like the chariot, they'd say, nope, this person represents someone else. And so there's a whole key code in there that helps people understand whether the tarot is saying, is using other cards from the deck helping them understand, is this about me or is this about someone else? When you're doing that activity, Courtney, would you recommend that they use another deck for that to give them the yes and no, or still use the same deck that they're using I would for the say original? Use, I would say use the same deck um, just for sake of ease. If somebody wanted to use another deck, that's fine, but I normally just use the deck I have going on. Okay, I just because that way you, you don't limit what you can pull for later. That's why I was just curious. Right. Yeah, but I also my readings tend to only use a few cards. Mm -hmm. So someone who has larger spreads that have more cards in them, they that might be an opportunity to use a different deck. Mm -hmm. So I really I think it depends on on the reader. Excellent. Fantastic. You know, I think sometimes it's easier to read for others because we all have our inner Lucy from the Peanuts with her psychiatric booth for five cents, giving away like unqualified information to people and kind of getting to tell other people what to do and. That's so much easier than turning that lens on self, right? Like Yes. It's it's so true and it's also it's easier to see the outcome when you are not personally invested in it. It's much easier for me to give objective oracular advice 
to people that come to see me because their choices don't impact me, but their choices impact them. And mm -hmm. so it's the same thing with me when I'm looking at the tarot and there's something I'm, I truly want to see happen in my life. And I, I really want to know if it's going to come out or not. It's very hard for me to read the tarot on that. At the same time, that's one of the things we talk about in the book is there are times when you just really, it's probably not a good idea to read for yourself. If you are really invested in the outcome of something, Mm -hmm. It's probably not a good idea to read the tarot for will this happen or won't it because it may upset you. That's when it may become unclear because you're going to have a hard time seeing it objectively. And so I encourage people to approach those questions a little differently. So say, for example, you really, really wanted, um, say you're an actor and you really, really wanted a part in this mm -hmm. show and it's your dream role, it's your dream director, it's everything you've ever wanted. And so you start asking, I would not say that's a good time to ask the tarot, will I get this role or not? Because you're too invested already and getting potentially a negative answer could impact your performance and then you've just created a self-fulfilling prophecy. But what you could also do is say, what, ask the tarot, what can I do to make my audition the best it possibly could be? And then draw information that way. Now, if it's something where you're a little less invested, say it's not a part that you really care about, you could take it or leave it. And you're just curious, like, am I going to get this role? Because if I'm not going to get this role, I'd kind of like to go camping with my friends this weekend. So I just would like to get an idea whether I should be saving money for camping or whether I should get, you know, go get my hair cut. That might be a time when it's okay to do a yes or no question because your, your investment isn't there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the major things we talk about in this book. When should you not read for others? When should you not consult the tarot at all? And then if it's something that you, or how can you approach the tarot to be most, um, to be most effective for the work that you need to, to do? Excellent. And, you know, it's interesting that I'd say I, I, I would never be able to venture a percentage or a number, but I have to imagine most tarot readings in the world that are done are for ourselves. Uh, I just, you know, there, there's just more opportunities for you to read for yourself. You're with your cards at all times, you know, as opposed, I know some people are professionals and for them it might not be true, but that, that they're a small crew. So, and with that in mind, it's just so interesting that there's just so few books focusing on solo readings. Did, was there any resistance to, for you in, uh, when, in trying to get the book published? Actually, no. The um, Wiser was very excited about it from the beginning, and I, I talked actually to a couple of other um, publishers. Not, not, not. I mean, I was already with Wiser, so I wasn't planning on going elsewhere with it, but I just, people that were in the field was discussing <laughs> the idea, and they were already, they said, that sounds like a fantastic book. And it had, it's, um, Mary Greer's Tarot for Yourself is, um, is really, really wonderful. And, but it, it's been about, you know, 20, 30 years since that came out. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe it's, it's time to, to do something again like this. And, um, so I, you know, used, used what I knew and what I had found had worked in my classes. And, um, now, yeah, but they, this was, um, Wiser, I think, is also interested in getting back into tarot after, um, not doing as much tarot over the past few years. Um, I, you know, I'm not a wiser rep, so I can't really quote their statistics, but I know they have their new, um, the, the English Magic Tarot, which is the first deck they've published in a few decades, I think. So, um, going back to, to doing these, this, um, to doing this tarot was not, was not an issue at all. And, um, uh, tarot is so popular right now and it's getting even more popular. I, I think it, it was really the right timing. It's coming back around, yeah. And this is a great way for people who don't have anybody else to read with, too, I think, that they can now pick up your book and go, okay, I can read for myself. I don't have to go find other people. Yeah. I know they're out there in the world, but 
now I've got something that I can use as a really great resource. Yeah, I, I, there's so many weird fake rules about tarot that I keep learning about. I, I mean, when I started publicizing this book, I had somebody say, well, I've heard that you, you're never supposed to read for yourself and do you <laughs> cover that in the book? And I said, no, no, of course you can read for yourself. And I've also heard things like someone should only buy a tarot deck tarot deck should only be a gift you should never yes. buy one for yourself it's like of course you can buy one for yourself i buy them for myself every year at reader studio and i'm fine yeah and uh <laughs> the deck i use the most is one that i just went out and bought one day out of, out of a whim just like oh i just need to buy one for this party tonight but you know we ended up bonding and that's that's what i use or there's a you know you can never use a secondhand deck and that's also not true I, i've had a couple of secondhand decks that are just absolutely wonderful and have great voices. So, so there's, it's just very strange, these kind of rules about tarot. I feel like the only, the only real rule that I tell people about tarot is, is you shouldn't touch someone else's deck without permission. It's, to me, it's, yeah, it's, and I think that's just a, a thing of respect because the, the bond we make with our tarot cards is so personal. It feels to me like reaching into someone else's purse. I mean, if I asked, if I needed, some chapstick, I'm sure my best friend would have no problem with me reaching into her bag and finding some. But I would always ask her first, even if it's my sister or my mom or the women that I'm very, very close to, I would never go into their purse without at least asking first. And if it wasn't close with that person, I wouldn't go in their purse at all. It's just, it's just a very personal, personal thing. I mean, even with my husband, I, he has um, a tarot deck. And if I needed to borrow it, I would always I mean, he would always let me, but I always ask him first just because it is so personal. I think, yeah, there's a lot of cockamamie rules out there. I will play it safe and only perform readings while I'm wrapped in black silk, though. I think that is a safe one for us. Well, you're wrapped in black silk. Yes, absolutely. I think I read that somewhere that I'm supposed to be wrapped in black silk. So I'll maintain that. Okay. I mean, it's also very comfortable. Okay, fair enough. And um, one last thing I wanted to uh, comment on, actually. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I've been I've been married for a year. Woohoo! Yeah. So, thank you for spending a few minutes out of your day and and on this special day and talking about your book and talking about your article and we're glad to hear that you're doing well and we look forward to seeing what happens next year. Oh, thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking with you both and um yeah, I can't wait to hear what you guys have going on. All right, and just to recap, the book is Tarot for One and the lady is Courtney Weber. Did I get that right? That's right. Oh, right. And and where can people and find you online, Courtney? I live in Facebook, wow. and I live in Twitter. So if you look up at the Cocoa Witch, um, or if you look up um, Facebook backslash Courtney A. Weber, you'll find me there. And also my website is um, thecocoawitch.com. Cool. Wondrous. Well, thank you for have, coming on and chatting with us some more. And I think we can say that we have survived the revenge of Courtney Weber. Yeah, you did. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.